Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Be a Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, and an above me amputee, Angie Huser. It's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Well, hey everyone, welcome back to the show. This is Angie and this is my podcast. I am an above knee amputee and I became one back in 2018 by election. Yes, I decided to do this to myself and quite frankly, it was the best decision for where I was at in my life. Um, For those of you that don't know, my journey started back in 2013 and I actually had a karate accident, believe it or not. And that karate accident became um, weeks of physical therapy, followed by 10 10 surgeries in five years, finding out that I hyperscar and then a blood clot. So at that point, I was like, I wasn't doing anything. So here I am, an amputee. And um, the reason for the podcast, well, quite frankly, one, for my mental well-being, uh, talking things out for me is um, a blessing but also because I have been fortunate enough to have what you would consider an easy ride in this journey, as easy, I think, as it could get. And I am grateful and my faith has led me through this journey uh, with eyes wide open and heart wide open that I just wanted to be able to give back to our community and anybody else that just needed some positivity because um, you know we all go through trials. This is just life, right? But some of us have more visual um, reminders of our trials, whether it's scars or missing body parts. And I happen to be the missing body part one. So today, you know, in the past, I've just talked a lot about how um, we deal with certain situations, whether it's fittings and your prosthetist, how you deal with insurance. And and if you go back, um, this is my third year, almost finished with season three here, wrapping it up at the end of the year. But there are also um, some episodes where I have guest speakers on and also um, those people that are supporting someone going through an amputation, someone who is in the middle of getting an amputation or just someone who's supporting someone going through something medically. You know, I have a podcast just for you because you know what? At some point in time in your life, you are probably going to support someone dealing with something hard and you have to remember to take care of yourself. You know, you can't be a good um, healthcare provider for someone if you are burnt out. So I do talk about that as well. But I always use my personal journey. So as you can see, if you're watching, I have, you know, two upper body parts. Um, You can see I decided to sit differently so you can kind of see my my prosthetic leg. I am an above knee, which means I am missing my knee joint and my ankle joint, making me work about four times harder just to walk around. my other leg is completely intact. I literally kicked someone at my pretest for my second degree black belt and just heard a pop in my MCL. Um, it was a gross sound and it was a horrible feeling. And uh, like I said, went through PT, which should have fixed it and it didn't even touch it. And then the surgeries began. And I constantly kept trying to think, this is going to fix it. This is going to fix it. So I have to be thankful for the mentality that I do have, and that is that I can get through this. But today I thought that this podcast 
we are going to pay homage to success and basically what it takes to succeed when you go through something difficult like an amputation. Now that I'm on the other side and almost five years into it, December will be five years since my elected surgery, um, I would say that I am through the hardest parts and I would also say in terms of how I define success, I have gotten through it very successfully. And I, like I said, I am not keeping that stuff to myself because I know so many people now that are amputees and they're struggling. And there are a multitude of reasons why people struggle, but if there is anything that you can control within that struggle, then you owe it to yourself to control that and then let go of the things you cannot control. Um, I know finances for a lot of people, um, that's a big struggle. I also know that several people, well, I should say several, handfuls of people go through amputation because of other underlying medical circumstances. Mine wasn't. Mine was, I guess you would consider an accident. And I do know people that have gone through motorcycle accidents and car accidents and have lost their leg due to that. But for the other side of that spectrum, there are people dealing with a lot of underlying medical situations, diabetes being one or cancer and infection rates that are higher in some people than others. And the journey just keeps trying to knock them down. And that's tough because there's not much you can do if you have a high infection rate and it comes back all the time, or if you struggle with diabetes and there are other issues. But I thought today I would kind of give you ideas on what my definition of success is for me and how it is that I've gotten there. And I don't think it's really, you know, I didn't write it down. It's not a secret formula or anything. And I would tell you that 90% of that is attitude. It really is. And not saying that, not saying I don't have bad days because, oh, for gosh sakes, there are a lot of those. Um, and the reality is it's not an easy journey. And we tend to not see on social media a lot of people struggling with their amputation unless you're in an amputee group. And then you'll see a lot of the really hard, um, emotionally hard, mentally hard cases that will come up there with questions and the feeling that they are, they can't go on. And that is so sad to me. And I really hope that this podcast today reaches some of you that are in that boat. And you you can live a good, healthy, happy life post-amputation, I promise you, but it takes work. So just to start off and say, even if you're not an amputee or you don't know someone who's an amputee, this podcast still could be for you because it's just about spreading the positivity and how you handle situations that want to knock you down. And we all have that. There isn't anybody in this world who hasn't had a situation try to knock them down and keep them down. And in in my case, you know, it was one surgery with the hope that PT was going to help me get on the other side of recovery, finding out that I would do well and then start to do horrible, horrible in PT and then feel that 
almost that my life coming in on me, like a big wave crashing down on me, trying to hold me under where I felt like I was suffocating. Then I would find somebody else to look at my knee and my issues, give their diagnosis, their thoughts, and then them perform a surgery. And only to find out that I would do really well for a few weeks after surgery. And then the scarring would happen again and it would lock my leg down. And it got to the point where I had 20 degree range of motion. Uh, Just so you know, my good leg, about 140 degree range of motion and 20 degree range of motion. And it wouldn't go straight. So if you've ever bent your knee a little bit and tried to walk with a bent knee, it's really hard to have a straight leg and a bent knee while you walk because you will walk crooked which then I must say will give you a plethora of other problems with your lower back, your hips, your neck. It just kind of decides to take everything out. So yes, there are times where it was suffocating and I thought, how am I ever going to get through this? Never in my wildest dreams would I have said cutting my leg off was the, the option or the path. But I am very, very grateful that that was an option and that today's technology is stellar and it's only getting better. It's kind of like computers and how they've, you know, every time you turn around, you have a computer the next year, there's a brand new one with this doing the things that it does. Same with our, our prosthetics. And mine is an electronic, um, leg and it does get plugged in every night, like my phone. So plug in phone, plug in leg, make sure it beeps, make sure we're charging it. And then the next day I'm off and running again. Well, Success does come from, like I said, about, I would say 90% mental attitude and where you go with that and how you handle the situations that knock you down. The people that I have seen that struggle and are really struggling right now, one, are not being patient. Patience is huge. Patience is huge for anything, but as an amputee, A lot of people will be like, oh my gosh, you're going to have your leg amputated tomorrow. Oh my gosh, are you nervous? Well, yeah, like how, I don't know how my brain will react to seeing my leg gone. And there's no coming back from that, right? Once you've decided that, and once you go under the anesthesia, when you come out, it's gone forever. That was probably the biggest obstacle that I faced emotionally was and mentally, because I was trying to figure out how I could even prepare myself for what I will see when I wake up. You're already in a weird state of mind. How do I know how I'll react? And quite frankly, the first thing I did was I conveyed this to, especially my spouse, because I wanted him to know that I was nervous about my reaction. And then I was also nervous about he how he would react. And our history is that we've been together since high school. And he's like, Hey, we've been through everything we've got this. I'm like, but how do you know? I like was, I, I must've asked him three or four times in the four months prior to my surgery, but knowing it was coming, how would he know? How would he know? And he goes, I just know we're going to be fine. You're going to do great. We're going to be fine. We're going to handle it. And true enough, what you speak is what you get. We handle it. We are doing well with it. He gets it. We joke about it. We have fun with it. And he also understands those days when I'm like completely fed up with phantom pain and only because I talk to him about it. I let him know. I communicate clearly. You can't see it. Looks like I'm rock starring it today. I am not. I am holding my crap together just enough 
to make it through the day and not rip someone's head off. (laughs) So those days are really interesting because if I didn't tell him I look normal, so to speak, to him in his eyes, he thinks everything's good. So it's not good when I don't communicate that and then I lash out at him because he's not going to see that coming at all. Um, I never take my leg off. It goes on in the morning. It comes off at night when I get in the shower. So he wouldn't know if I'm battling something because I'm doing everything the way I normally do. I say this because I do know some people that if they're having a really bad leg day, they won't even put their leg on. And that's a whole nother ball of wax that you have to you know, entertain because the more you use it and the more you handle the problems that are associated with it by wearing through the pain or the problem with a grain of salt. If you struggle with infections, that is not the same case. I know my body. I know my skin. When I do even rough it up or get blister, a blister here or there, I can wear through it. I can wear it all day. I take it off. The blister may have popped. I may have a little bit of open, you know, really faint one, faint open uh, wound. But I, I take my shower and the next day I put it back on again and I'm good. That is not for everybody. So please know this. When I speak of the things that I go through, that does not mean that's what you should do, especially if you know you can, you risk infection. Okay. That being said, moving on. When you don't wear your leg through some of that though, some basic things, it's not going to become more comfortable. So you have to know and walk that fine line of this sucks, but I know I can't do anything about it. This is an internal phantom pain. It's not a physical like, you know, ripping up your skin or struggling with pinching or anything or bruising, but you're, it's, it's the nerve. And when you're doing nerve pain, as long as you're just wearing it and not like trying to run a marathon with it on, then you try to push through those types of things. Again, that also There's two parts to that. Number one, it gets you used to what you're going to be in the rest of your life. And I know that this leg is my leg. It is not a device. It is my leg. It is the one thing that gives me the freedom of mobility and the freedom to be and do what I want when I want with nothing holding me back. But the other aspect is that when I struggle and I know it's going to be a hard day after I put it on and it doesn't feel right, I am also flexing my mental muscles meaning pushing myself through those harder days with nerve pain or whatever helps me, strengthens me to handle when it's not easy. And that's building character. And that is something you cannot do when you cave every time it feels a bit uncomfortable. That is the only thing that I know I did that a lot of people don't do because I know myself and I'm, I'm kind of stubborn that way. And I've, uh, the type A personality is I chose to do this. I'm going to deal with it and I'm not going to whine about it. And I'm not going to complain about it. This was my choice. I didn't have to take my leg. I could have dealt with the way my leg was the rest of my life, but kept my leg. It was not a good situation. It eliminated all the things I would love to do in life. And I had too much life ahead of me that I didn't want to sit around and do nothing. So I'm building character. Every day I put it on and I struggle through something that doesn't feel good, I find ways to keep active, keep my mind preoccupied, and keep moving forward despite it. 
And each time I do that, I am building a resilience and character that can conquer that. And then some days are harder than others, but those days that are eh, not too bad, but kind of suck, I can smile now through those. And it just gets better and better as I get further and further into wearing it. The other thing that I um, also notice with success for me is, you know, talking to people and smiling, um, finding activities I want to try and do and goal setting. Those are all so very important to success. For me, success is being able to wear my prosthetic, move about my day as if nothing has changed and achieving the goals that I have set for myself. Obviously, goal setting and and goal hitting are a sign of success, right? If I want to run a marathon and I finally run a marathon, then I've succeeded. I've succeeded at my goal. And so for most of you, what you might think about doing is setting goals. And they don't have to be marathon-sized goals. They, Some of you, it is literally just having the freedom to move around your kitchen and do the things you always love to do, which might be baking, standing long enough in your leg to bake and getting around to get the ingredients to bake. Um, it sounds small, but when you are moving around a small kitchen, turning all the time, you don't really actually build a walk, a walking gate. And so when you don't, you're stopping and starting. You really have to know how to ignite the knee for those of us that are above knee. You have to learn to use your hip every turn, every couple steps and every change of direction. You have to learn to ignite your hip to change your knee and have it bend so you don't stub your toe and, you know, whap your face into your countertop because you went over. So even things like that, the simplest things that seem so simple, just wandering around your kitchen actually are are harder than just starting your walk and walking down the street because you can work on your gait and you can get momentum going and keep moving. But when you are, you know, getting into my my office area here and out and around the corner and then down this, you know, the hallway into the kitchen and over to the sink and over to the fridge and that stuff, those small maneuvers are really tricky. And so I would tell you that, like I said, like I think 90% of success comes from your attitude. Um, it also comes from like, I've seen some people um, that don't handle that this kind of change very well. And without pinpointing a specific behavior, there are some people that do much better getting the attention through struggle than through success, if that makes sense. And what ends up happening is they spiral into this thing that if they're not struggling, then they may not get the attention that they need to spark their um, uh, motivation, maybe. And so what happens is they get into a really bad spin about being down and out with a bad attitude or having a lot of pity parties or crying about things. And, you know, there are times and places for it. Trust me, there have been enough tears in my last 10 years shed in my shower on my own so no one in my family could see it 
there have been plenty of tears shed and there has been times of being angry and there's been times of frustration and there's been times of gloom and doom and thinking that nothing good would come of this and that this is the best life will give me. But you don't stay there. We all go to that place and that's just human nature to just get defeated. But it's the people that succeed are the people that pick themselves up. They're not waiting for an external pick-me-up. They have to learn to pick themselves up. And for me, I like going to the gym. Um, it makes me feel alive. It makes me feel healthy. And it motivates me to keep moving forward. And I say that because it is a good motivator when you can be a motivator. So it's a I fill your bucket, you fill my kind of thing. And I've, I've mentioned that before and I use that as an analogy a lot. When I go to the gym and someone smiles and I smile, that smile ignites uh, hormones in me and, and chemicals in me that motivate me to, to do more. I'm happy. I'm, I'm releasing the right kind of endorphins that jump me forward into doing more work. And when I do more work, then I feel good about myself. And when my body starts to feel good, then I notice changes and I've lost the weight and I've toned up. And those things are all motivators, internal and external. And those are all good for me. So those then create and and push me forward to success. And for me, like I knew that one of the things that after I lost my leg was that I wanted to lose weight because you sit around five years and have 10 surgeries and you're sitting there in your bed icing and elevating and then just going to PT, but you're not active like you used to be. You slowly add pounds on. And over the five years, I gained like 55 pounds. So one of my biggest things was no more excuses. Legs gone, the problem's gone, get back to work. And that motivated me and that's where when I saw me losing weight, it made me happy and it made me try something new. And I saw toning and that made me try something new. And I hike and I do virtual races and I do, you know, I ran a 10K and, you know, I do all these different things. And each time I do it and I get to that end result or the goal I had, I'm happier for it. And when I'm happy, then good things happen and I forget about bad things. So like I said, it's like 90% attitude. If I tell myself, I can't do this, I can't do this. Well, I'm feeding my brain, which is a very powerful, powerful organ in my body to, to totally destroy my capabilities. So whatever I'm telling myself, whether it's out loud or if I'm sitting there going, God, you're so stupid. You're so lazy. You're so dumb. You're... If I start doing those things, then I will start believing it. My brain will trigger things to help me believe that. So what I want to do is I'm switching it. And even if it's not totally true, you feed yourself. I'm excellent. I'm doing great. I'm having a great day. I have a great life. I'm, I'm, I'm powerful. I'm strong. I'm a warrior. I can do this. When we start talking like that to ourselves, we start fulfilling those um, messages, right? And so we can dictate that. And sometimes it takes a lot of effort, especially if you are in a place really low right now. Start small, but start talking positively to yourself. 
I guarantee you nothing negative will come from you talking positive. You just need to start believing it, you know, and that goes for anything in life. When we start believing and saying to ourselves that I'm smart enough to do this, I'm strong enough, I'm passionate enough, I'm powerful enough, then we start to believe that. If we start telling ourselves the other stuff, the bad things, the ones I don't want to even speak, then we start believing and following that path. So success, you're now an amputee. What does it mean? Well, you know what? You're just starting your pathway. And this is the hardest part. Most people will think that deciding and going through the surgery is the hardest part. And I hate to tell you that whatever you've seen anywhere about amputees that succeed, or you've seen successful videos of amputees doing this and that and the other, did not come overnight and it was not natural and it did not come without pain, tears, sweat, and mass amounts of energy and effort. So I was one of those people and I did, I used some of those videos of people like really extreme people doing stuff and I didn't want to get to their level, but I thought if they can do that, then I can do what I want to do. And so that's what I use to motivate. The problem is some people look at those videos and be like, I'm never going to get there. How do they even do that? That's just, they probably had all the things they needed to have done right. Yes, there are outlying circumstances. Paralympians have sponsors. So when they need an upgrade on their socket to fit better, they are, it's done instantly for them. If they need a new leg, a better leg, a running blade, uh, the equipment that they need, or the training facilities and the trainers, they've got it. But that doesn't mean that if you struggle with money or you struggle with um, insurance or you struggle with anything, doesn't mean you can't find success on your journey. And yes, it does make it easier, but that doesn't mean that they're stronger for it, right? I always tell you guys that the harder path will build you up to be able to handle other things that are going to come your way. If things are just handed to you and you haven't worked for it, it doesn't feel as rewarding to accomplish things. And it doesn't prepare you for the battles that lie ahead. And there are battles. There will be battles. I have them. You know, right now, I'm not really in the middle of one. Thank God. I've had enough. I've done enough. And every time I think something could happen or will happen, and it does happen, I struggle to back, get myself back on my feet and get through it. And literally, it's the mental fortitude that says, okay, we've been down this road before. I can do this. I just have to have patience that it's going to last four or five days and it's going to be four or five days of lack of sleep and lots of pain or whatever it is. So mental endurance is built through the trials. So yes, you're an amputee now. Yes, there's going to be struggles. Just the first couple years, if your prosthetist hasn't told you this, the first couple years, your limb is maturing as a new limb. It atrophies, it changes shape, it does weird things, and it takes at least two years. For me, it was pretty much three years of mass amounts of change and I think I have like 16 sockets within those three years. 
16. So, you know, and I've said this before, it's like getting a brand new pair of shoes. Every time I get a new socket, it's great because it fits me tighter and better, but I have to wear it in, which means usually way up high, I get sores and rub marks and pinches and things will happen. It doesn't feel right. Or I can't get it on right, so I'm taking it off, reapplying, because I'm getting used to the way my leg fits. It's not like, for me, with skin fit, it's not like a Lego piece that, here's your leg, here's your socket, and it goes in. You can have it off a little bit, and then your toes either pointed out or pointed in, and you can trip. And There's a lot to putting a socket on and fitting it right. So if you're new, the trials are coming but embrace them for what they are. They are character building opportunities for you to grow, get stronger, and find a place where you can find happiness each time because it's gonna be a hard, long road, but it is doable. Your life is not over. It is just beginning. It's a brand new way to live. And I'll tell you what, I would never be doing a podcast or some of the things that I'm doing with the pride that I do them with if I wasn't missing a leg. And I am grateful for the opportunity to embrace this because it's not for everybody. And it is a journey that is a struggle about 50% of the time. And when it's good, it's great. You enjoy it because you know somewhere down the road something's going to be changed and something's going to be tweaked and you're going to have an issue or phantom pains. But enjoy what you have when you have it. Know that the struggles will come, but that you are strong enough to get through them. So that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Um, My call to action this week is especially for those that are new. If you're new to being an amputee, start setting goals so you can see success. They do not have to be huge goals. That's how I think, and that worked for me. But any goal you can think of, if it means that you are now wearing your socket four hours a day, every day for a week, and that is huge for you, and you can handle that, that your prosthetist and your doctor said that, yes, you can do that. Make sure you don't have a skin issue or an infection issue, right? Okay, know your limits, know where you need to go. But if that's your goal, then that's your goal. If your goal is to find independence in your own home, what are the steps it takes to get there? That means putting on your prosthetic through the bulk of your day and actually embracing it. And I have told people, if you get tired, oh, and it is tiring, when you have been without a leg for like, let's say a few months while you heal and then put on something this big, you forgot how much your leg used to weigh. My prosth, I have never really just weighed my prosthetic. I probably should. I think it's between 10 and 12 pounds. Well, when you don't have 10 or 12 pounds on you for a couple months, you get used to it and you lose all that muscle you've got to build it up. And so your goals might be to get around the house, you know, fine and, and, and be independent in that, getting your own breakfast or whatever. But if you get tired, instead of taking it off because you're so tired or keeping it on and continuing the path until you trip and fall because you're so tired, and I am guilty of that, 
sit down, put a movie on or a favorite show, get a book, sit down in your leg, because that is what you would do with your regular legs, right? No one can take off. If your legs are sore from a workout, you can't take your leg off. That leg is there. (laughs) Why would it be different for a prosthetic? You know, wear your prosthesis as much as you can. And if it means sitting down and resting in it, and sometimes for me that is hard because of the pressure points on the back of my leg. So sometimes I do put my leg up like I am right now or up on a coffee table in front of my couch to relieve the pressure that is being pushed on the back of my thigh where there's nerves. You can do this stuff. You are a warrior and I just want you to believe in yourself. You know, I am I am not a product of anything except hard work, dedication, and perseverance. And that has given me the successes I have seen. And that is everybody's equipped to do that. It's just a matter of getting out of your own head and not seeing big red flags as blockades that you can't get over. They're going to be there. I'm warning you right now. You're not going to have just an easy path. It's even if you have the best first couple years of any amputee, something's going to come along the way and just nip you. And you're going to come across and be like, whoa, where did that come from? Like all of a sudden real phantom pains for the first time. So everyone deals with something when they become an amputee. And so just use those times as how to build character and to learn how to smile through it and just keep yourself moving forward, baby steps included. You know, sometimes we have to sit sit things out and that's okay once in a while, but know to pick yourself back up and go at it again. Don't ever give up. So get those goals set, figure out what success means to you. I will be happy when blank. Or that's probably a bad way to state it. I don't want you to wait to be happy there. But I will find success when I hit this goal or this goal or this goal. And you will find that that will make you happy, which will then trigger you to set another goal, which will then you'll achieve. I know you will. And you'll be find happiness. And then you'll be excited. And that happiness will kind of spill over to all of a sudden you will forget that you're an amputee. Truly, I literally at times forget that I am. I do not do not see myself as disabled. And so you can get there too, but it's all what goes on up in your head and what images you see for yourself, where you see yourself in the next month or year, or maybe even the next day. Um, and getting those goals written down so that you have something to look forward to, because I guarantee you there is nothing more exciting to prove to yourself that you are more than capable, even without a leg. I know you can do it. So I hope this helped you. I hope you have a really awesome week. I am excited for you to hear this one. And I hope that you heard it all the way to the end. And if you set some goals for yourself, let me know. You can go onto my YouTube channel and and comment on this one on goals that you're setting for yourself or write me on social media i would love to hear where you're at i'm here for you and i hope you have a positive amazing week ahead and until next time and as always be healthy be happy be you